Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the show. My name is Gretchen Evangelisa. Thanks for tuning in. Um, like I mentioned before, I'm going through some rebranding. I've decided that I'm going to rebrand first of all. <laughs> it was it came from an idea that I received, then I kind of just basked in it a little bit, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Um, I'm going to rebrand the podcast and everything, which sounds so exciting. And at the same time, it sounds like a lot of work. So I'm working through that right now and just listening and tuning in and seeing what resonates with where I am right now in my life. Um, Because as you probably can tell, there's been a lot of changes And I'm going to be honest, I feel like where I am right now, I have outgrown using the tarot. I love the tarot for all that it has provided me. And the tarot will always be a loving friend that is there for me anytime I want to connect with her. And at the same time, I'm allowed to let that go. And I am allowed to grow and let go of the things that I don't feel like talking about anymore. Because part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is just to simply share what I've been learning, share insights, and connect with you guys. And I, I don't want to continue to cling onto something that I believe... Um, that I believe is like the only reason why you guys listen to this podcast because I've gotten um, comments from people who say they don't even know anything about the tarot but they still listen to the show (laughs) and so just like with everything like if you are a creator yourself if you're a business owner if you're an artist I deeply believe that people show up to participate in your work, to show up to buy your work, for example, show up in your store because of you. And it's our egos who tells us that, oh, it's because they want to learn more about the tarot. Sure, maybe they do want to learn about the tarot, but I I feel like everyone has their own essence that they bring to every subject. And it gets to a point where it's no longer about the subject, it's about the essence that you bring. And so I'm deciding to own that. And whatever happens, happens. I do see the podcast going into a more spiritual, financial direction, of course. Hence the past like 10 episodes have been about money. And my decision to do that, it... It actually just came from an intuitive impulse as well of like, this is what we are stepping into now. And now that the coaching that I offer exclusively is money mindset coaching, I figured why not align everything that I'm doing to reflect this new evolution of talking about money and bringing more love and trust in that process because I think of course there's an abundance of material out there especially law of attraction um you know like 
any money mindset book you can think of, they're all out there. And I still believe that there still needs to be a voice that, hmm, what am I trying to say? I still feel very called to talk about this and to bring a new perspective about money that will resonate with a different type of audience. Because I think money is one of those things that most of us feel deeply disempowered by. I know that was me at one point where I felt like, okay, like I am good at um, like attracting friendships. I'm good at creating things. I'm good at channeling. I can write anything and I feel the flow within me in that creative process. And it feels so good and I feel powerful. But then when it comes to creating money, generating money, having money, spending money, saving money, that was the area of my life where I felt so disempowered and it felt like um, the universe was against me. Like the universe could help me in all the other ways. It could help me find parking spaces. It could help me find the right job, but it won't help me generate more money. And that is where that mindset shift had to occur. And that is where I had to take my power back and see that, yes, hell yes, I have power in this arena of money as well. And I have my own inner wisdom around money. I do not have to listen to like financial advisors and accountants and people in suits and white men with a lot of money to know how to operate with money, to know how to use money in my own way and to validate my own intuitive process of what I choose to invest in and spend in and save. And like you guys know my thoughts about debt as well. So I think this is a personal revolution that is finally outflowing and spilling onto all the other things that I'm creating and it's so fun and I'm having such a fun time bringing this work to all of you guys. So with all of that being said, we're going to talk about money trauma, healing money trauma. And I think it takes a bit to adjust our mindset around this of like seeing these limiting stories that we have absorbed about money as trauma, right? Because trauma isn't, it doesn't always have to be this like big event or, um, you know, like when I think of trauma, I think of someone who's abused or someone who was a survivor in like a terrorism attack or something really severe like that, right? But trauma occurs on microscopic levels a trauma could be just simply believing something that is not true about yourself and going throughout your entire life with this identity of someone who's limited and weak and powerless which is not the case at all and i was getting ready to do an rtt session with one of my friends around money um and This is all the same work as well of just going back to your childhood and healing the money traumas that have occurred. 
And so I want you to be very compassionate with yourself when you go through this because it can be scary. It can bring up a lot of fears, a lot of doubts, a lot of worries, but it can also bring up a new clarity and a new sense of understanding about your power and why you experience the financial results you have today. And so I do want to bring up something that had happened um, about a month ago, I think. And I had posted this on social media and I'm not sure if I had talked about this on the podcast, but here we go. I was in a car accident um, and it was freaking like traumatic. Speaking of trauma, it, um, it happened. I was terrified. And then the thing about trauma is it kind of, it sticks with you, right? It's not like the event happens and it's over and then you move on with your life. It sticks with you. And so for the past couple of weeks, I have had this sense of like PTSD around driving. And even when like lanes merge or a car is um, coming towards me on the opposite opposite side of the road, I get really, really freaked out. And the other day I was backing out of a parking lot and I saw another car backing out as well. And so I stopped and they weren't stopping. And I felt so triggered. I felt like so completely anxious and I had to actually pull over and just like calm down because something as little as that was really, really affecting me. And so we all know that trauma lives in our bodies regardless of what that trauma is. And so part of this work is to come back to a sense of trust and a sense of calm. And so when I have to address trauma in the moment of like pulling over, I, um, I take a deep breath. I usually do five counts of an inhale holding for five counts, exhaling for five counts, and then letting that go for five counts or waiting in between the next breath for five counts. And then I usually sit, I connect with myself, and I hug myself. I give myself a big bear hug. And it's been one of the most comforting things to do for myself and I don't even care if anyone's staring at me I'm like fuck this I did it um in front of my friend the other day and she was like what are you doing it's like I'm just in the middle of the road hugging myself it's no big deal (laughs) and it's one of those really nice self-care things you can do so that's a huge step regarding trauma is to just find ways to feel safe in your body and how this can translate to money trauma is Um, paying things that we don't feel good about paying, like taxes, for instance. Like if you have um, a lot of taxes to pay this month or this year, and that feels very triggering to you, you feel angry maybe, you feel like upset and powerless, then that is the perfect opportunity to sit 
do the five count breathing and give yourself a hug. Do anything you can to make yourself feel calm inside your body. Because the one thing about trauma is that when you're in the middle of it, in the middle of being triggered by it, you cannot mindset your way through that. (laughs) Like if you try to force yourself to think different thoughts through that, it from my experience it never works out and since trauma does live in the body we must calm down the body first before we're able to address the head so that's one way i've been dealing with my car accident trauma and then also going back to more mindset shifts i walked away from that car accident with a couple of bruised ribs and just feeling very, very unsafe everywhere I went. Um, and again, I just, I detailed to you guys already of how unsafe I felt on the road. And when my boyfriend was driving, it was really, really hard for me to trust again. And so here's the thing about trauma and looking at our past traumas is I could easily see that car accident as oh my god the roads here in austin are dangerous people are driving crazily here it's unsafe something bad can happen to me this is awful it's just like i can't trust the roads i can see it as that or i can see this car accident as evidence that i am divinely protected that all i experienced physically was just a couple of bruised ribs and that's it and we had the proper funds to um to uh, afford insurance before right so like all that came into account we had um enough money to get a rental car we had enough money to instacart ourselves food on our way back so we didn't have to think about what we were going to eat we could just sit and process it and everything that we needed at that moment that we wanted at that moment was available to us and that we were protected my boyfriend was safe i was safe and i can choose to see that traumatic experience as that as i am blessed i am protected i am always divinely protected and so now i've kind of worked through first of all making my body feel safe and also i've created a new way of thinking about the roads around here so that I don't have to go around bringing this old story everywhere I go. And so, whoop, that's a book that just fell. So I just wanted to read to you um, these words that I have been practicing every single day. Um, Here we go. I trust the roads. I trust the cars. They are all God. 
I trust my boyfriend. He is a good, safe driver. God works through him. I trust we are protected. I trust we are safe. I trust everything is always working out for us. I trust the calmness in him and I trust the calmness in myself. And so I've been practicing that and weirdly enough, I mean not weirdly enough, this should be expected by now, but I've actually enjoyed driving now. (laughs) Like I was driving on the highway the other day and I was listening to my music and I was just jamming out and flowing and flowing with traffic, feeling good, and most importantly, feeling that sense of trust that I can trust the roads, I can trust the drivers, I can trust myself, I can trust my car, I can trust that everything is always working out for me. And so I don't believe healing, especially healing trauma, is linear. However, I believe I have reached a massive breakthrough here of healing my trauma by coming back to trust. Healing my trauma with love and trust. And that is the same exact process we go through when we heal our money traumas. We heal our money traumas with love and trust. And money trauma could be something like growing up in poverty, right? Or maybe when we were younger, our parents went bankrupt or lost all their money and suddenly couldn't afford all the things they used to. Money trauma is homelessness and hunger and not be able to being able to afford our basic needs, maybe when we were younger. Money trauma is also being punished or scolded when we want something or when we ask our parents for money, right? We've all heard the thing that our parents told us of like money doesn't grow on trees. Why the heck would you ask me for money like that? We can't afford it, right? And just hearing that same story over and over and over again. And I remember, um, you know what? I'm not even gonna try to say this phrase, but in Tagalog, um, which is the um, language of the Philippines, um, whenever I would ask my dad for something, he would say, I have no money in Tagalog. Like, oh, I have no money. Oh, I'd I'd love to buy you ice cream, but I have no money. (laughs) And now I see that as like, no, I think he had the money. He just didn't want to buy me ice cream. (laughs) He just was very frugal. And um, just... But like absorbing that as a kid, like, oh, you can't have what you want because we don't have enough money. And so therefore money decides, money is the decider of if you get what you want. And we lose our power continually over and over and over again as we continue to carry these stories with us consciously and subconsciously. Money trauma is also being told that maybe we can't afford the things that our neighbors or our friends had. Maybe that made you feel different. Maybe that made you feel like something was wrong with you or your family. And 
It made you feel like what you want is not available to you. So from then, if you believe what you want is not available to you, then it's useless to want things, right? Because you know you can never have it. And so if like you are someone who does not know what they want, like can't even imagine what they could want, maybe this is it. It could be from money trauma. And money trauma is often power trauma, powerlessness trauma, right? (laughs) Of just feeling like you have no power to change things. You have no power to make things work because of the money, because of the lack of money. You have no power to get what you want because of the lack of money. And so it's very good to, first of all, identify that you probably have money trauma. And like I said before, and like I am going to repeat again and again on this episode, we heal money trauma with love and trust. Just like I had to heal my car accident trauma with love and trust and choosing to trust the roads, choosing to trust the drivers out there, choosing to trust my car. And seeing them as God, seeing all those things as extensions of the universe working with me and through me. And in that same way, you can say or work to be able to say, I trust money. Money trusts me. Money supports me unconditionally. I trust the flow of money. I trust when there has to be a big release of money and I trust that even more money is on its way to me now. How does that feel in your body to just say those words? To let that absorb into your skin like lotion? Like live with that mindset of being in partnership with money, trusting money, seeing money as an extension of God, seeing it as an extension of the universe, and seeing that you have your God power inside of you that will help you create and generate the life that you want to live, having the money that you want in your life, having the resources you have in your life, having the ability to help people in a huge way through being generous with your money and your resources. And so I think this is the core of all money work. When we work with money spiritually, energetically, through our mindsets, is coming to this new place of love and trust and knowing that you can trust money and that money is willing to work with you as long as you are willing to work with money and that money oh i love this one i love this thought money replenishes itself money loves to replenish itself Just allow that into your body. Of every time money goes out, 
with love and trust, money always replenishes itself. Money is there for you unconditionally. Money supports you unconditionally. No matter if your bank account is negative 500 or you have $100,000 in the bank cash right now. Money supports you unconditionally. We have to decide that this will be our reality before it becomes our physical reality. Right? Everything starts on the invisible realm before it forms in our physical realm. We're always creating things in our minds by the things we decide to think and the things we decide to believe in. We are always creating something. And if the circumstances you have right now aren't what you want, know that it's old news. It's like old chewing gum that lost its flavor. And that you right now are creating your new reality, creating what life you desire, creating the life you are worthy of. That is all within your God power. And we first start from the mindset work, the invisible work, feeling the love and the trust and practicing how we want to feel, practicing how We want to experience money and prosperity and abundance and our ability and capacity to make so much freaking money because there's always more money. That's also another brilliant mindset thought belief that you can install right now is when you pay for something, when you pay off a bill, when a lot of money comes out of your account, you can just say, there's always more money. There's more where that came from. There's always more money. There's unlimited amounts of money in this world. And so if this work resonates with you and you want to work with me one-on-one in my private money coaching container, make sure to hit the link in the description to apply to do a consult with me. And we will talk about everything. We'll talk about what you want to create, your goals. Even if you don't have any goals, we'll go through and see what things are blocking you from maybe creating those goals. We'll develop a plan and you'll be able to choose and decide for yourself how you want to go about living your life and how you want to create the life that you want as a resourced and wealthy woman. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let's see, ooh, it's 27 minutes. Oh, darn. Um, and I've been walking around in my room talking, so hopefully it's the quality is decent. Um, so yeah, I will talk to you guys next time, hopefully with a little bit more progress with this rebranding thing. But also, if you guys have, if you guys know how to... Um, Uh, what is the word change yeah (laughs) change the album artwork for iTunes podcasts if you guys know anyone or have any idea of how I can do that please email me and let me know because 
that is the one thing that I am stressing about is changing the album artwork um, successfully because I know you can do it on Spotify easily, but iTunes is a different story. All right. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Make sure to follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. See you later.